1: wherever podcasts are available.
0: Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond Beyond. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond <laughs> episode 514. Uh, my name is Marty. I'm joined by Alana. Hi. Hey and Andrew. Last week we got to, to go on a nice little date and now this week you're just sitting in between us. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry for breaking it up. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it was an order from Steve. He was like, please sit between
1: please,
0: yeah. whatever please, that is. Please destroy the sexual <laughs> tension between Andrew and Marty. Yeah. Uh, we have a good show for you guys today. Uh, we play. I've played a ton of Shadow of War uh, so we're going to finally talk about that. Uh, we all got to dive a little bit into the Battlefront 2 beta I believe. Uh, Alana recently played a game called Echo which just came out for PSN which seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about the fact that in 2017 microtransactions and loot boxes have become Sort of a topic de jour that uh, we're going to unpack a little bit. And then finally, uh, we want to talk about Bethesda's uh, Wolfenstein 2 marketing and then sort of a boli- uh, bigger topic about sort of games being political, which I think is pretty cool. I like uh,
2: it. it sounded like you said Michael transactions. Yeah, Michael transaction.
0: Yeah. Michael yeah. Zaki you, transactions. You, that was the Dark Souls DLC. You buy a gift for your friend Michael yeah yeah i don't have, any friends, Do have any friends you don't have any friends named michael i have mike aransky yeah mike aransky yeah i've never bought him a gift I a uh <laughs> not some friend you are Yes, not a very good one yeah. uh so i want to talk about shadow war that's a big yeah. game this week uh you guys got to watch me play about an hour of it for a let's play yeah, for our youtube I channel
2: played like in total like two hours because mm-hmm. there was so many previews for that game but yeah. i'm still amazed that it was ever delayed
0: yeah right i don't um, know
2: that it needed to be i mean it's
0: only delayed like a month and a half two months uh but, yeah, I've put, I think, about 25 hours into it. I think I'm almost done with the campaign. Uh, I like it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who, like, I think all of us enjoyed the first Shadow of War, yeah. or Shadow of Mordor, but it's one of those games that I loved in the moment, but I had, didn't really think about afterwards. Like, I thought about the Nemesis system and how I wished that was a thing more games took from, which I feel like we've talked about the, on this show. ad Yeah, sort of had, no, I, I, I
2: liked the the combat Mm -hmm. but that was iterative of something and so was the climbing so it was like it didn't have a really really strong identity to me except that it was in middle of
0: yeah I mean it totally wears its gameplay inspirations on its sleeve whether from Assassin's Creed Batman Arkham yeah um, but it does some different things and and one of the things it does here is uh, it feels much more RPG-ish than than Shadow of Mordor did and then either of the any of the other games except for Assassin's Creed Origins which is interesting because I played about four hours of Origins and this is reminding me a ton of that, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, like sort of the loot drops and uh, the upgrade system, and how it feels like that that single player MMO experience where you're getting epics and legendaries and rare items, and and you want to equip purple things and yellow things yeah. and slowly raise a core number up, which is a lot like how we were talking about Destiny a week or two ago.
2: Yeah, and I think the skill tree is also a hell of a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more skills and kind of more specific skills. Like one of the things I really like is a double jump. Is that is that a skill? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, like that's that's
2: like a traversal skill that you can unlock. Yeah. And then uh, there are just like a lot of combat skills and different things that are orientated for both you, but then all of the people that you can recruit when you're like trying to overtake a siege or something kind of have their own buffs as well. Yeah, so there's, it just seems like there's a lot more option.
0: There is a ton of depth in this that uh, it's there, there's like small things that I even 25 hours into it will notice. Like we were playing the game today and I didn't realize I could. Have specific orcs that I've dominated and then put in positions of power, which just seems like a really weird sentence. Uh, I didn't realize I could then have them train and gain certain buffs or certain things which help them either in defending a siege or in taking on a a, a new city and and taking over.
1: It seems like a lot of, uh, like, I don't know, I I haven't actually played it, but watching it, it seems like a lot of the same stuff, just kind of maybe a little deeper. Yeah,
0: it, it definitely, it feels even story-wise, it, it I don't know, without sounding pejorative, it's, it feels like uh, Shadow of Mordor 1.5. Like, it doesn't feel like a monumental leap forward in any ways. Like, all the systems feel like they're pushed a little bit further, and I like the fact that when you begin the game, you either have or very quickly get a lot of the powers you had at the end game of the first game. Yeah, like, doesn't do that Symphony of the Night thing where death mm-hmm. comes along and is like, I took everything! And you're like, oh, well, oh, that was a great death, dude. Wow. thank you. Yeah, I've been practicing great. that one for a while. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, but you also this time around have a positive nemesis system. Which I like a lot. Yes. Because the first game, obviously, was like the people that you would fight, if they won, they would rank up or whatever. This has that for people you've recruited.
0: Yes. So it's
2: like you're building your own army, and I think that that's a thing that I could, like, if it were my save file, I could get really attached yeah. to like, the people that I was building up.
0: Well, and you do cool things that has sort of, uh, like the multiplayer in uh, the hat. in Phantom Pain. Yeah, there was a really good guy with <laughs> yeah. a hat. We, we haven't figured
2: because fi- that, that Let's Play will be up on Thursday. There you go. Episode,
0: we haven't quite, we haven't quite figured out why certain times you pause the game and there's just random orcs there, and there was an orc with like a real, like a fop Hat, i wonder if like a it's real dandy boy
2: in a certain area that has a bunch of power or maybe like,
0: it was like the last major I think, orc yeah. i'd yeah. interacted with
2: but i would not remember that man with that hat
0: yeah hey what, did, maybe, what? maybe that was the man i interacted with like last night when i played the game what do you name him Andrew, you can't name the characters anything, which is Andrew's biggest fault. Name whatever you want. I can name this water bottle Kevin. You can absolutely name the water bottle Kevin. Going back to what I it was talking have about, have a
2: naming convention. It's different.
0: Uh, you, but uh, so the multiplayer in the game feels like Phantom Pain, where you are building. It's like building Mother Base, but you are building these uh, so fortresses. You balloons to people. And then- uh, yeah, there are there are actually balloons in the game. No, there's not. Oh. Um, I lied to you. Um, but you are building your uh, your base up and you're fortifying it and adding specific people to it who uh, then your friends can sort of offline, or while you're offline, uh, try to take over your fortress.
2: Oh, yeah, that happened when we loaded up to save. You're like, it was like John, John Ryan. Ryan.
0: Yeah, but there's also cool things like if a specific orc kills you, all of a sudden in someone else's game, there'll be like a, I think it's called like a redemption quest or a revenge quest, and that'll come up and I can like redeem Andrew's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do Thanks, you like man. the multiplayer? uh well one thing is i was playing most of it pre-release so not true. a lot of people were online but like the game's finally out in the wild now and i was seeing all of a sudden i got a bunch of notifications so it's
2: tomorrow though isn't
0: it yeah but uh i mean it's out internationally already true yeah um and so yeah i'm uh i'm sort of intrigued to see uh how that goes i think certain things i don't like is it's still, it still it suffers from that assassin's creed thing where it so often I feel like it's not doing what I want it to do. Yeah. I'll stick to a ledge or I won't be able to climb down or yeah, I won't be focusing the on the enemy I want. You
2: got stuck in at a certain point. Yeah. So it's it, like a little bit glitchy. Yeah. It and
0: seems like, like
1: it's collapsing a lot of actions under a single button and yeah. so it's not, you're not doing the one thing you want.
0: No, totally. Which has been a problem with this genre since Assassin's Creed sort of created it. Um, yeah. And I don't know when you, who's going to solve that because I think there's just too much going on I to actually solve it. damn
2: it, Ezio, a lot of times trying yeah. to things in Assassin's
0: And it's gotten better like i think syndicate was the best feeling game it, it had the 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 feeling of horizontal and both like vertical up and down traversal really well um but that's still a problem i also i don't think the story is all that interesting in the game um i like some of the characters and i like the uh the, like stories that pop up with the weird orcs they just have that all have a ton of weird quirks yeah that are really interesting there's a guy named look out who just went look out yeah he kept yeah, screaming really look like, out really and then there'll like, just be yeah. orcs on fire in the middle of cutscenes, like yeah. running by um, all have
2: different strengths and weaknesses and like different things that enrage them mm-hmm. and yeah that's pretty much the same as the first one though um but the one thing that i liked the most from the demo i played was a i played a really cool story mission with just like an insane boss fight that felt like very Law heavy yeah like and a lot more dense than i feel like they were in the original yeah thing. but yeah. also i really like the siege stuff mm-hmm. so that's like you see all of these different sieges you have the opportunity to approach them and once you like kind of engage in one of these siege overtakes what are they called is the name for those kind of missions uh
0: i think they are called sieges actually it's just sieges yeah
2: and uh you pick which of your buddies i don't know what are they called
0: I think you're like lieutenants. Like It's pretty much the the, the that you've dominated. And the higher you level up, the more you can assign to specific roles. And yeah. it, within those roles, you could be like, all right, you are commanding beasts. And so you can then yes. upgrade. They command like the little war guys, or they get dragons, or they get giant trolls. And
2: then like sometimes the beasts can have buffs and stuff. Yeah. So you bring those Buff into beasts. the siege with you. <laughs> nice. And then they capture points with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to capture the point? They, like, can take everyone out, and you have to go finish the capture there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to be the one to plant the flag. But then sieges are easier if you do these submissions beforehand, which take out the sort of commanding officer orcs. Right. So if you try to do a siege from the get-go, and there's four commanding officers, like, there's going to be a ton of, like, high-level dudes. Yeah. Whereas if you take out the officer that's in charge of the wolves, then you don't have to worry about wolves. Or if you take out the dragon master, then you don't have to worry about the dragons. Do
2: you have to, like, do some kind of intel or recon to like figure out who those are or uh you-
0: yeah you can do intel or you can assign like there's just a lot of depth and you can assign a uh Uruk-hai that you've dominated to become a spy and infiltrate for one of these dudes and then when you get to that mission the guy will come out and then your guy will just come back behind him and slit his throat right and it's like oh that was great yeah. and then also i've had these moments where you like,
2: can kind of make it as easier as hard
0: to yeah as as totally to. um and everything feels like i like the loop of the game and you're continually upgrading uh the character and upgrading the inventory and and collecting these items that that are slowly inching you forward and, and kept me playing and like every 10 minutes I'd be like, oh, I want to do something else. Oh, I want to do something else. Which again, reminded me of, you know, Destiny a little bit ago.
2: Yeah. And so then with the sieges, I wanted to mention like when you actually, my keeps falling down, when you actually get inside of like the castle building, there's a boss fight in there. Yeah. And the boss fight that I played was really, really They're
0: super tough. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Because
2: you're like trying to dominate all of these people to get health yeah. from them and sometimes you have to like grab someone and try and run away with them but it doesn't really work that way mm-hmm. or you just have to like find vantage points and sometimes the inside of that room will have like a floor with grates that like spits out, out fire oh yeah
0: i had like one that spits out fire and yeah. so i'm like constantly like and then the archers were appearing on the top yes. level yeah. uh it was really cool i was in one of those battles and i was i had the guy down to really low health but then he struck a final blow against me but it cut to this like thing where right when he was about to strike me one of the orc that I have uh, dominated came in and killed him uh, so right when I was about to die and so that ended that castle and I was like all right you're the overload now like you just saved my life so, like you run this castle now <laughs> so that was just really cool like that it cool. just came out of nowhere especially
2: it's- because that should be different for everyone
0: yeah totally like
2: it's a really tactical game that I think even people who don't like Lord of the Rings or care about Middle Earth, will probably still really enjoy. Yeah.
0: And you don't and need the first game too. Yeah, and you don't need to know Lord of the Rings or even play the first game in order to understand. Like it catches you up on the story really quick, and then there are like nods to Shelob and the Ringwraiths and in the Barlog, Balrog, Balrog, Balrog. Balrog. Yeah, um, halfway through it just devolves <laughs> into of a quick discussion about God of War. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and so there's stuff like that, but yeah, you can totally go in blind. Like I'm a fan of the movies, but I I read the books as a kid, but I don't really know like the lore or anything. Yeah um yeah but it's really good i'm glad it came out a couple weeks before assassin's creed because i feel like those are the two big open world games this fall i mean mario is technically open world but it's, it feels very different so i'm just glad i'm getting uh shadow of war out of my system before yeah, totally for the madness because yeah we're just hitting a point now where we were talking about this when we were getting coffee about how we feel almost pressured every week to play the newest things so that we don't get left behind i'm yep.
2: already overwhelmed yeah like, I, you know, always thinking about it's pretty much always October, November. That's like it, stuff gets really hot And it's like I already I'm like, oh, I'm behind mm-hmm. because I just started persona five. And that was probably a bad idea. But like there's there's already a big list of stuff that I haven't finished. And I'm like, what, how do I?
0: Yeah. You haven't jumped into destiny yet. Yeah. And like and Evil like Within this, comes out like, at the end of the week. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah. It's
2: insane. It's already happening.
0: Yeah. You got Zelda out of the way real quick. you did that in, g- did. You did that in a good four, four days. days. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Maybe yeah.
2: On my behalf. Yeah. Still I still haven't it. finished Horizon, though. So. Yeah.
0: I still haven't beaten Zelda yeah.
1: either.
2: Wait, really? Well, i'm like 200 can,
1: and something hours in i'm 100 and literally everything i can do well except the only thing i haven't well never mind this is a playstation podcast you don't yeah. want to finish it no I, just, I i want to do everything else he's i afraid keep of finding Ganon. new stuff he's afraid of he's afraid he's, of pigment yeah, really, yeah he's, he's
0: really gonna be so easy for me at this point though
2: but when's yeah. the horizon zero dawn dlc that's pretty really november
0: right? yeah. yeah it's about a month away oh, and then in december the game of the year edition comes out with uh the core game and all the DLC. And, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, God, that's I totally when I was saying there's that's the only other open world game left this year. I'm like, man. Yeah. I wonder how long Frozen Wilds is going to be. Like, we don't know. Like, there hasn't don't been know, a Arena. no one said that it's like Lost Legacy where it's six hours. But I feel like it's gonna be a lot longer. Like
1: Is it a new area in the existing yeah. open world or is it standalone?
2: Well, I think that you have to have owned Horizon to play it. I don't actually know. But I don't know the answer to
1: the deal. And I don't even mean that by standalone, but I actually mean, like, do we know yet if it's, like, a separate... I mean, area? I, I believe. I believe
0: new area. Climate-wise, I, I, yeah. I think it's a separate area. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of other big games coming out this fall, uh, we got to play the Battlefront 2 beta over the weekend. Uh, that was... Uh, I believe it launched on Wednesday for people who had pre-ordered the game, and then on Friday went public to uh, anyone. So on PS4, on Xbox One, or on PC. And then they extended it. And then they extended it a couple days. Yep. Um, Andrew, you and I got the... We did a lot us play of it, we and we got to play a, a bunch. Of it. Yeah, you got to play. So what did you guys think of it? I, I mean, so I... Modes had,
2: I like and modes I don't like. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, I had so. played it at E3 and Gamescom a little bit. Um, yeah, I haven't played everything, for sure. I haven't played any campaign yet at all. Um, I played... Neither. Starfighter Assault at Gamescom. I like that. Um, and then in the beta, yeah, I played, uh, or we played like a co-op mode that was what galactic assault No, we
0: played this we played a small like uh, yeah called strikes it was like little yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
2: i think the mode that you guys played is one of the ones that i don't like
0: yeah it's i mean the, the thing is the thing we played was a really small As it was let's play of that yeah up right now yeah that's, that's true and um it was all contained onto just the innards of feed of the palace which yeah is, like, isn't that interesting of an area plus we were fighting against bots so we yeah. weren't even playing online so it was yeah. like especially like yeah but i
1: mean like i i think like mechanically like i like a lot of what it's doing upgrade wise um and and we can get into i mean we'll talk about kind of the loot boxy aspects of it mm-hmm. soon but like as far as like when you have the currency to spend i i like the way upgrades work in that game totally. i like
2: it's better than everyone mad finding at a straight. token yeah. yeah yeah
1: and like i do think character classes feel totally distinct like in playing as a hero still feels dramatically better and different and more powerful than playing as like yeah. a normal scrub. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the classes feel distinct when you're playing them, but they don't look distinct. Like the yeah. battle droids all look yeah. so similar with just very like really slight shades of color, yeah. which makes visually surveying what you're shooting at difficult. Yeah. But like the also clone that- army is like distinct. Like it's, yeah, like, you but, have, like- it's, but like I feel like it's the game can never be competitive if. They don't fix the fact that what you, you'll jump in, start fighting something, and not know if that's a heavy or if that's sure. a soul. Yeah. Like
2: uh, the, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I feel like droids have smaller hitboxes. Like, I they feel like there. if I was playing yeah. against droids, that doesn't necessarily mean they sure. do, though, but I feel like it was harder for me to find them. Yeah. And, like, even when you do find them because they, like, kind of blend in more, like, shooting them seemed to be, like, slightly harder. I don't yeah. I don't know if I'm right about that, but it'll be interesting to actually see if that's true or not.
0: Yeah. But I like the, uh, I think that was the one called the Galact- Galactic Conquest or Assault, and that was the one where it was uh, tiered objectives where uh, the clone troopers or the... Battle droids are pushing in on feed trying to get this tank to the palace, and then the clone troopers are trying to hold back. and And it had different objectives to where, at first, you're trying the the battle droids are trying to protect the tank, and the clone troopers are trying to destroy it. And then eventually, if they push forward enough, it, it reverses roles and defense becomes offense.
2: And there um, are a lot more objectives, even like or, or maybe the objectives because they like move, they mm-hmm. feel more purposeful. in yeah. like, almost every game mode. Now, yeah, so totally for to that. Um, but yeah, I I still think Starfighter Assault is my favorite mode, but a lot of people don't like that because they get disorientated or like blow up quickly. Yeah, I
0: think yeah. it just takes a little while to get used to. Yeah,
2: but I think that that is kind of to the game's credit that there's a mode for everyone. Yeah. People can pick and Yep,
1: use. And I yep. think like, I, I do think like the, that was one of the strengths of the first game. Like, because like Walker Assault in the first game is pretty similar to the mode we played here where it's like the same exact idea where it's like you're basically defending or um, attacking like a, an ATAT at yep. in that yep. game. And then here, like, I think like, I, I totally agree that they're tailoring it to different play styles. Like there are modes I'm just never gonna play when I yeah. when I pick a battlefront and then there are other modes I'm really into.
0: Yeah. I just love it. It's also like this level you're looking at right now, uh, is absolutely gorgeous. The Starfighter level is is Absolutely stunning. Yeah. and The same thing with feed, like like going around Naboo outside, like it looks almost as good as it did in the movie. Yeah, like probably I mean, it better. Might look better. Yeah. It's so <coughs> uh, I mean, like that
1: game. Sound design. Sound design is amazing. everything. Is like I, it, it's like so it it feels like when like 360 first came out or whatever. Like and I remember just like looking at textures, and being like, how would they do that? Like, yeah. and this game gives you that feeling occasionally, where I just look at something, I'm like, God, that looks so. Yeah, the good. light coming
0: through the leaves. Just yeah, simple things exactly. like that. Like what Darth Maul's lightsaber looks like when he illuminates it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm just excited because we know. This like content-wise, this game has so much more than the original battlefront. Yep. And so I'm just excited to explore all of these different worlds that span the three uh trilogies, and then also, you know, play as the different characters in different classes and just sort of like I'm not the most competitive multiplayer guy, but I do want to see everything this game has to offer. I'm
2: gonna be honest, I think that I'm probably gonna see everything it has to offer and then almost never play it again yeah that's the way i kind of feel about this specific game like there's definitely multiplayer shooters that i really cling to i don't think this is one of them i can't really like say why but i don't think i'm gonna get super invested in it but i am really excited about the fact that it has a campaign the
1: the weird thing for me in the first game was i totally felt the same way and and kind of still feel the same way but like it hooked me for like a month and a half just because of star wars like as stupid and service level as that That is like there's this feeling of like like I used to be really into Call of Duty, like in college or whatever. When I had enough time, um, this hooked me. Battlefront One hooked me in a way that the game hasn't in a while. Yeah. And I eventually broke it, and I never went back. But it's just like it while it. I was caught in that loop, broke the game, like broke well, the habit, Max and kicked Brian the habit. Both
2: played it.
0: They played it a ton, both and those guys don't, don't play multiplayer right, shooters. Right, yeah. it's the exact same reason. And right? it's Star Wars, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it right. definitely
2: controls well, and like it, it's it's good. It's yeah. Just uh, for whatever reason, this isn't the kind of multiplayer that I wanted. Yeah. yeah i, I just like the fact that, that this that we'll
0: this fall like we have such different multiplayer experiences in terms of shooters like yep. destiny is so different than this which is so different than what call of duty is trying to do yeah, and the then pubg I'm
2: excited about still wolfenstein
0: yeah same Honestly, no um, But I'm yeah, I'm super excited for the campaign in this, and full disclosure, our, our friend and former colleague Mitch is co-writing it, but um, I like the fact that they haven't, they've been sort of playing their cards close to the vest, like we know it stars Aden Versio, and we know she's an Imperial officer, but we don't really know what we're doing in the campaign yet. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, I think uh, the thing that I'm most excited about is them like fleshing out or trying to humanize the dark side. I think yeah. that's going to be really, really hard for them to do, and I'm really interested to see that. And there's this one trailer that has a <laughs> quote that I really don't like. It's like, like, why don't the rebels give up? And then someone just says, because they have hope, or something like that, that I just think is ridiculous. Well, that was the name.
0: What if there's a character named Hope? Or like a weapon, it's like, a, of gun. Who? It's like a, right a gun. It's like there's a gun named Hope. That would be okay. We have a freelance writer named Hope. Do you think it's her? Yeah. Hope was Tar-Agan? a character. Yeah. Yeah. you yeah. listens
2: to the show? Hi, Hope.
1: Oh, hi, Hope. Um, Hello. But
2: Congrats I think. Congrats like, on your
1: pivotal role in the battle between <laughs> the rebellion and the empire. <laughs>
2: Thanks for all you did. <laughs> uh, but I think it's like, it's going to be. It's going to be really interesting to see how they actually manage that, yeah. that balance and not make them just seem super evil and like convince me that she's okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited to that. I'm yeah. excited to feel challenged by that, I think.
0: Yeah. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving on to other games this fall. As we mentioned, uh, Evil Within 2 comes out on Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to get that for a little bit. So. Um, we doing
2: a live stream of that tomorrow. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, today. Is that today or tomorrow?
2: What day's it going up? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday then. Okay, it's today
0: we did I want to do a live stream that you can watch the VOTM. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have a lot more on that, obviously next week. But then uh, another game that's coming out this week, which you we may not have heard of, is a game called Echo, which came out a, l- a couple weeks ago. That's on what the crazy title screen, right? Steam. Yeah, that one. Oh, that game's title okay. screen title is so, so cool. Good. Yeah. Yes, okay. the
2: title screen. Yeah. For everyone who wants to know, is just a giant eyeball. Yeah and you move the iris around and uh you like that's how you select things but everything on the menu is invisible unless you move the iris around. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really cool. cool. It's really
1: cool. It's like I would just never play the game. I just mess around with that menu.
2: I did that for a really long time. Yeah. Then it was um, like we're
1: an
0: hour into the live stream, you really need to try.
2: <laughs> So Echo was a terrible game to stream actually yeah. when we I chose to stream it because I was really interested in the concept of it. It was a terrible game to stream because people didn't really understand what was happening and I can see that um that this is a game that I don't think you should necessarily watch gameplay of and then be like this doesn't look interesting to me. I think you actually need to kind of invest in it but it basically you get dropped or you're trying to find this planet that's that's mythical and uh it's this giant machine that's the size of a planet Mm -hmm. basically giant computer that's also a mansion so it's already weird but
0: (laughs) you just keep adding things
2: giant mansion computer and you're trying to fine the context of it doesn't matter but the fact that it's a machine does so you get to it you like turn this thing on it's like a little bit broken and then you get inside of it and it's this just big mansion where everything kind of looks the same which is my biggest criticism is that every level is very very similar looking it's like white huge holes looks very very fancy looks kind of like old English style you see it there so it all looks exactly like that but when you reboot it because it has these issues uh it's it's a trying to get you out of being in there so you're in there trying to find a thing trying to get as deep into this thing as you can which is effectively a labyrinth you're like ostensibly
0: a virus in this program
2: effectively and it's trying to get rid of you and the way that it does that is by replicating you Mm -hmm. so that's what we're seeing here is like its attempts to replicate you because it Hasn't necessarily ever had a human inside of it before. Um, I think... Nice. (laughs) I think that it hasn't ever had anyone in it. Um, Didn't get to the end of the game, so I don't know. So it's like, okay, I recognize this is a threat. I'm going to learn from this threat on how to kill it because I've never had to do this before. So all of these things keep spawning that as you get further through the game, slowly actually do look more and more like you. Like, they pick up your likeness more, which is, like, in itself very, very cool. But they also learn from what you do. So... If you shoot your gun, which is great, it's one hit kill, but it also shoots through. So if there's like a line of three and you shoot, it'll kill all three of them. If you do that, when the computer reboots for the next time, which it does because it's broken, they will know how to do it. So basically anything you do, you can teach the AI because that's the defense mechanism. And then the computer will shut down, go completely black. And then when it turns back up they will have learned to do the things that you did previously. Not necessarily wow. all of them, but it's usually like four or five, and then it reboots, and then they know how to do it. And that in itself means you have to think about everything you do. So like, if you walk up to someone and you like stealth take them out from behind, that means they can do that to you, which is terrifying. It's like probably one of the scariest things to do. Sometimes you need to do it because to get your objective, which is like collect a certain amount of orbs or just like get through this room or whatever, you need to take some of them out because yeah. they can kill you pretty quickly. So the worst just
0: to paint a picture, the game is a, it's like a third person. It looks like Metal Gear or sort of Bloody Hitman.
2: Anyone who's watching the video will have just seen the, the gameplay, yeah. but um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah it's very simplistic. It's and former
0: IDAS Montreal people, right? It's or, a
2: bunch of people who worked on, on Hitman, Hitman um, but it's a yeah. pretty small team, I think. Uh, and so, yeah, when when you're teaching them all of the stuff, you have to. It's not o- immediately obvious, but you have to figure out what you are going to teach them. So, say there's a level where you just want to get from one end to the other end, and you don't want them to attack you. In the level, like the room beforehand or whatever, you would um, eat a grape and play an instrument and like just do a bunch of stuff that will keep them occupied so that they will do all of this stuff so you can just walk through the room without any of them noticing. <laughs> I love noticing that. You so know. cool. But sometimes you need them to do things. So uh, there's a level where you have a bridge that you can only operate from the other side. So you'll need to teach them how to turn one of the bridges on. So because they're trying to do things, they will turn a bridge on and get you to the other side and because you only have a limited amount of things you can teach them before each reset you have to be like okay i need to be able to do this this and this to get to the end of this room so these are the things that i need to teach them and you can't really waste any of the things that you teach them while also trying not to die
1: can you yeah so it's like if you get to a room and you're like i need to teach them how to open a bridge or whatever but you didn't in the previous room can you still or do you have to go back
2: you can so it'll reset every time you've, te- you've taught them like four or five things okay so that's what it's based on it's not a timer or anything so gotcha, you could gotcha. just in that room you would you would have to be like okay well they need to do this one thing i can't go back to the other room so i'm going to reset this bridge and then for the rest of it like you could take one out uh you could run teaching them how to run yeah there's like you could just like fill it with a jump or whatever yeah. Yeah. there's no
0: like hard reset you can't be like all right i did the bridge hard reset
2: you, yeah, like you manual you reset. Teaching them okay. stuff, but they will still always know how to do everything you did beforehand. And you will always have to do stuff. Like, yeah. you're always going to have to, like, open a door or vault or, like, use an elevator or something like that. There's always going to be stuff that it's, you have to do. That
0: is such a cool, interesting new take on, yeah. like, AI and almost like I think it's programming really cool. as a mechanic. You um, can teach really them smart.
2: literally anything you can do, they can do. And it's smart in the way that there's these like balls that you can pick up that are melee weapons. And we were like freaking out about using one of those because the logic was like, those are really, really scary. If you you pick one up, you hit someone up the head with it, they die. It's like, we don't want them to be able to do that. But then we figured out that if we never picked up the ball, then they and then we attack someone with it, they would never know how to pick it up.
0: So Mm. if we
2: pick up the ball in, in one round and then like go the next two and then use it, they they could they see how to even use understand, it, but, but they don't know how. Oh, to it that's up. really cool. So, so like you can, don't
0: reset, like the, your inventory doesn't reset or no, anything.
2: No, you don't like. reset at all because you're you're actually you're a physically yeah, there. Um, yeah. And it's just the crashing that's making them reset. Yeah. So it's like basically you you can figure out those kind of things in advance and be like, well, I want to be able to use this in in like two turns or whatever, so you can do that. Mm-hmm.
0: And is a really good title where- too. Echo. Oh yeah, I mean, that, like, given the gameplay, <laughs> yeah.
2: And there's stuff like you'll need to like cross water, but they won't be able to cross water, and there could be tons of them in a room, and you're like, okay, well, if I cross the water, then they all can, and I'm screwed because there's too many of them. Yeah. Like, is there another way around, or should I cross the water? Like, it's it's really thoughtful, and it's weird because looking at gameplay, I think it kind of just looks like a third-person shooter, basically, yeah. Like, it, but it's totally not. It's a puzzle game, and I think it's a really smart puzzle game. It's apparently only, like, six, seven hours long. Nice. Yeah, it definitely gets the shades
0: of, like, the VR missions, Metal Gear VR totally. missions are, like, volume the the follow-up to thomas was alone yeah um yeah that seems really cool i really want to check it it out yeah Yeah.
2: but i didn't finish it but i'm also really interested in the story so
0: yeah it was uh just fittingly uh a lot of the the way it sort of deals with the concept of ai and teaching a machine things sort of goes in line with near which is something that you finally got to finish also ish maybe
2: i don't necessarily agree with that but yes i did finish near
0: you don't agree with like the the logic of assigning things in near Really? You
2: <laughs> sh- machines things. No, yeah, I did finally finish Nier. I put 50 hours into the game and I got, I don't know, maybe half of the endings. I'm not sure. But I did like spend extra time trying to get extra endings. And uh, yeah, I had to finish it three times because I w- was on painkillers. And then I would finish it and then I would forget what happened. And then I would be like, damn it! <laughs> like, trying to finish this game forever and I couldn't remember what happened. So I'd have to finish it again. But uh, yeah, the-, the ending of Nier is insane. And that game is, you know, the first playthrough is so vanilla that when you get to the end, I was like, wow, I did not realize how deep this goes. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's everything that happens is interconnected and it's interconnected from stuff that happened like 10,000 years ago. And and it's like every single line of dialogue means something. Like it's such an intricate narrative and i I'm was so impressed by it. It's also just, I don't think it's a game that is for everyone. I absolutely don't think that. I think it's ugly is probably one of the, the things that hurts it the most. And it's also just... Some of the gameplay was infuriating because it's a lot, a lot of tapping. Just a lot of, like, smashing a button over and over again, and that sucks. But it gets a little better as you upgrade. It does get easier, and you really got to upgrade your weapons to make that kind of stuff easier. But, um, yeah, for anyone who wants, like, a really meaty narrative, I, like, totally recommend you play Nier. And, like, all the boss fights are cool. I really like all the characters, and, yeah, I was really satisfied with the ending. There's also, like, an extra ending where... Uh, there's, like, a bullet hell that's the credits, so you have to, like, shoot all the credits. But that's I didn't end cool. up finishing that. But I think I'll probably
0: go, go back a, and try an and There's an ending of Katamari Damacy where you have to roll up all the credits that's and right. you roll up all the countries on the planet. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty just, much that. It's just like that. Yeah, it's pretty a cool. one-to-one match. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, like Katamari. And then, uh, Andrew, this wasn't a, a PlayStation game, although we want it to be a Vita game, but you were playing a lot of Golf Story. Mm. Yeah, i have been playing a ton. So I mean, in terms of you, you were also you were the the big champion of everybody's golf. You were on that everybody's golf train wow. real early. I love golf games, man. It's I, up I,
2: everybody's golf.
1: golf. I, I I hate real life golf, but I, I I'm a big fan of Mario Golf and Hot Shots. You hate and
2: golf? I'm so weird out when It's not. Says it's that.
1: not that I hate golf. I just don't like golf. Does you just that make get sense? Get
2: drunk. That's why
1: people play golf. Well, that's miniature golf, though, right? No,
2: you get drunk and play uh, actual real golf. Never, yeah. yeah, I didn't know and that. And just like that's out awesome. in in the sun, I always think of it as like drink driving because you have one of those buggies it's so much fun.
1: I always think of it as like the owner of the Dallas Cowboys trading a player to the
0: the owner of the the other football team.
2: They're super drunk that whole day.
1: Yeah, that sounds about
0: right. Yeah, but I feel like you got to be real affluent to play drunk golf. Yeah, that's true.
2: You don't have to be good at it.
0: No, affluent. Money.
2: Oh, no, not really.
0: Oh, it seems like it. I'm still just laughing
1: at the idea of the the Shadow of War universe seeing someone hold a balloon for the first time and not knowing
0: what to do. That was like 20 minutes ago. Remember. I've just been thinking about it. It's uh, a pretty good goof. Uh, anyway, golf story. Yeah. but do you th- It has
2: sausage rolls in it.
0: It does.
1: It's very Australian, actually. You would probably like it, Is it quite Australian a bit. Made? Yeah. Yeah. It's made by like, like a very, very small team. I think it's only a few people. And, um, I mean, yeah it's a large people they're all very it's, small it's i hope it does come to I, yeah that's true they're they're very very short
2: being just very small 15 uh, seven year olds yeah. I,
0: I hope it comes to something else it, it's really really fun it's what is uh, just switch just switch just right now yeah. yeah but it's not I, like I, nintendo doesn't have an exclusivity deal we think with as far it. as i know yeah. i think it's coming everything else it'll come else. i would imagine you, i mean maybe not vita even though this does seem totally like the game that would have been on vita three yeah. years ago um but i think this is going to come to ps4 eventually yeah it's so weird i mean i mentioned it
1: last week but like i put whatever 40 hours into Danganronpa 3 on Vita and like Persona dancing Persona 3 dancing Persona 5 dancing are still coming like I guess there's still Vita experiences coming it just seems insane to me like I, I imagine that's diminishing returns on the support for it but
0: we'll see yeah would be cool may it rest in peace rip that's-
2: I wonder if like because of the success of the switch like more people are interested in picking up Vita's again now though
0: I don't think so I think the thing is maybe all of yeah. those like aside from exclusives like you're mentioning like all of the indies are coming over to switch like, yeah. Switch is getting, like, it got Stardew Valley and that has Steam like World Dig. that and-
2: better playable on Vita. Now people are like, right. I recognize the quality of the Switch. Like, I want to play Final Fantasy on portable.
1: Yeah, I think it's more like, I think Vita just doesn't fulfill the promise quite as well as the switch does of like yeah. take it anywhere because it's like there's a lot of games with cross save but it's
0: just a little more cumbersome yeah, yeah the, the vita connection with ps4 plus the wii u so cool. but they both but they both felt like half measures to what yeah. the, like the wii is finally to, doing yeah, yep switch. yeah i mean
1: some games switch, nailed it yeah. like there there are games that are 100% the Switch promise of you can play it on the go, Dan come Grappa home, is, play it on it. Right? Dan Grappa has cross save, but it's not cross buy, so you would have to buy it twice yeah. to do that.
0: Guacamelee uh, did that really well. Guacamole, all stars actually. Yeah, yeah. But like
1: there, again, there are a lot of those games that weren't cross buy. Yeah. So it's, it's like not-
0: you, you still had to own
1: two versions of it to do that. Yeah. Whereas there, there are games that are cross buy, cross save, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not like built into the system. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. I miss yeah. sound
0: shapes. Soundshapes sound is so. It's cool. my so favorite good. thing
1: about sound shapes was if you got the trophies in one version and then transferred your save just, to like ps3 just and just, you,
0: you didn't have to do you anything the so you would get like 15 uh, silver trophies every that's time great. So great. the game is absolutely stunning it's amazing to listen to it's so unique and that's your favorite thing <laughs> yeah
2: back criticism Monster. sound shapes is really good
0: and yeah. that back level I guess <laughs> the back level is really good too <laughs> we're like says, Ooh, goes, yeah yeah. Yep. yeah that was my Pretty description good. of that but mm-hmm. uh, there's no natural transition to this. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, <laughs> one of the big topics this week so has nothing. been... Uh, no, not. That's the next one. Oh, uh, on the, uh A lot of people have been talking about okay. uh, microtransactions and loot boxes this week, uh, both in terms of, I think, unfairly with Shadow of War mm-hmm. and then fairly, in my opinion, with uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, so go over some of the Shadow of War stuff. Uh, there is a relatively aggressive uh, microtransaction and loot box system in the game where you can buy... Uh, with real money, you can buy a currency called gold, and that's the only way to, you can't earn the currency. And then you can get loot boxes or like double XP bonuses, and those boxes will give you like rare orcs that you can then add to your Urkai army or like perks for those orcs. That being said, I've whatever 25 30 hours in the game I've also earned all of that and the thing is earning orcs is fun like that's the yeah. thing I like yeah. doing and we just saw it in the let's play like in, in our let's play you get a legendary one. Yeah, legendary orc appeared and yeah. we fought him and then dominated and him and I think he's ours like, now
2: people seem very confused about it so you have to spend money to get legendary yeah. orcs but that is not so fun.
0: there was yeah there was some incorrect uh, initial reporting and then a lot of people jumped on it because the game hadn't been out yet so you weren't able to verify sure. it um, and so yeah while I feel that you can easily get enjoyment out of shadow of war and and without spending a single dime and I have been uh uh, some people are worried a little bit about what the microtransaction in Loopbox system looks like in Battlefront 2.
2: Yeah, where it, right now, the way that it stands, or the way that the beta was, which, like they very openly said, would not be reflective of the final product, is that it's kind of pay to win. Yeah. So you can buy loot boxes which give you like weapons and, and cards and, and skins. Skins.
0: Skins. Skin. 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 Have
2: we ever spoken about that? Uh, Maybe there, we should just gloss over it and that'll just be a weird part of this podcast. It's sure. like, why they say skin weird? There's a yeah?
1: good Twitter video you can find, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I like it better without context. <laughs> so you can get stuff. <laughs> and the idea is that, especially in the early days of the game, like someone who has spent the money to get weapons and get better stuff is going to have a better loadout than people who try to earn it naturally. (laughs) And it it gets more intense than that. And like you can pay to get more cards and the more cards that you get and and cards can do things like they can increase like damage from 2% to 10% if you're on like the fourth card. So it's like, it's like pretty significant things like that. Like there's one where at level four Boba Fett um, is immune to fire when he's like, shooting rockets in the air yeah
0: while floating and it's like oh, okay so you're just invulnerable at this right point. Yeah. so
2: there's a there's a lot of things that are really significant in those cards and basically with the way that you can purchase things you can you have more of a chance of getting rare cards straight up because you're purchasing things <laughs> but you also can use bad cards to upgrade your other cards or you can basically use like resources to upgrade your other cards so it's like you have access to stuff that people could earn in game Natively, but you can get it all way, way faster than anyone else. And,
1: and when it's competitive, it's very different. I can't like,
2: think of another multiplayer shooter that has this kind of thing.
1: I mean, I think it's really big in uh like the mobile space. I think yeah, for a maybe. while, pay to yeah. win became a bigger thing. Yeah. Um I mean so Tom Marks, our PC editor, has a, a editorial up that you can read on IGN that I think lays out pretty well. I think it's totally fair and he just kinda runs through like why he feels it's problematic. Yeah. Um and it it's a slippery slope, I think. Like I don't i think you're totally right this is a beta we don't know what the final game will be like but like it's definitely concerning if, if the way it seems like it works is how it actually works because like I don't know like at the end of the day I guess it's not that big of a deal if if someone could spend money and have a competitive advantage because it's just a game but it's like at the same time like it seems unfair to say you can play for 200 hours or you can spend 50. I mean that's the thing is
0: when you look at some of the biggest uh, competitive games with at least the most concurrence you look at like League and Dota and, and PUBG and Overwatch and those all have loot box bonanzas that you can spend a ton of money on but it's all aesthetic. Yeah, it doesn't it. change how the gameplay is. That would like, be totally fine with. Like you can spend fifteen hundred dollars or whatever and get your battle royale skin for uh for PUBG, which just fine. Yeah, yeah or you, you can dress like up like the and, and
1: buffs. Yeah,
0: and you can dress up like the protagonist from Persona Five and Pokemon Go. No one would spend money on that. Spend money on that? Yes, yeah, you look like Joker. It. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's cute. I feel like you've shown me your Pokemon Go character every once in a while, and I sort of just—I've definitely I, seen I, that. My eye glosses over. Thanks, guys. You yeah. It. Um, so, I mean, how do you feel about this? And then also, like, how do you... This f- is bad. I think this is bad. And, like, do you think that this is... Do you think the, the negative backlash is going to sort of rethink this thing? Or do you think this is going to work out and then all of a sudden maybe the next Call of Duty is like this? I mean, well, they're not going to stop because... like they are going
2: to buy it because it's Star Wars. That's yeah. the thing. They're, like, so safe on the back of that license that maybe this would be the kiss of death for another multiplayer shooter. But for this, it's like... Mm, well, it's also, like, it
1: anyway. no matter what, right, I, I think, like, the way the industry is right now, like like you have it on here but like activision in 2016 from microtransaction made over three billion dollars just for microtransactions and it's like that thing of like i think that even if there's a huge backlash and no one buys battlefront 2 i don't that won't happen number one but number two like i don't see ea just being like okay we'll never do a microtransaction ever again like they might change how they work but like this isn't i don't think there's any world where feedback to this does that you know negates it entirely. I think like developers should be more responsible with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this seems like like EA got a lot of goodwill by being like we don't have a season pass in this game. And so great. Like they're going to do free content All like the new
0: planets and all the new heroes.
1: So but it seems like the weird reverse of that is oh, that because that, of that now yeah. they're trying to get your money in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Well,
0: and there's also we were talking about in the office today about how the, a lot of publishers say the reason uh, for things like this are because games are so much more expensive to make now than they were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And games have gone down in price, if anything, because like, I bought Chrono Trigger for almost $100 back in 1995 or whatever. So the fact that all of these AAA games are only $60 now, um, that's the, one of the reasonings behind why they do this. And so people in the office were like, what if games were just $70? And this went away.
1: Prefer that. Or if yep. there's
0: an optional version like honestly like I think that's one thing like if you're going to take
1: something from mobile this isn't the right thing to take take the idea of like a tiered purchasing system mm-hmm. right like there is there are games where like you can buy a free version and or you can get a free version and just kind of buy as you go or you can pay one flat rate and just have everything mm-hmm. and it's like truthfully like yeah I would I would probably rather just spend 80 bucks and get a full complete game as opposed to buying a $60 game and, and still having to pay little piecemeal purchases.
2: Yeah, I think we're at a point where we have to accept that games are going to have microtransactions going forward because it works so well and it makes so much money. Like it has yeah. to happen. It's just how do they integrate it in a way that works? And I think yep. the way that Dota does it is is excellent. Like it seems mm-hmm. insane for everyone to not follow that model because no one yeah. gets mad about it,
1: especially in competitive games. Like I think, yeah. like in Shadow of War, like I guess I understand why people were mad, but like that's at least like a single player experience where it seems to be less of a big deal. Yeah. At least, to, at least to me personally, I mean, I don't know, I, I understand why people get mad, but it's like for Battlefront, like it 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 is like it's competitive and that's weird like it sucks that like someone can just spend money and and beat me immediately because yeah. even if you're better than that player. Yeah. Yeah, they could be Yeah, could be you absolutely
0: advantage. have an advantage.
1: Yeah. yeah. And especially when we get into like the esports world it's really weird because it's like are people like like can they just spend money and become the best at a game? Like that seems really bizarre. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I wonder if there'll be like different restrictions in there for playing this game as like an esport like have to start from scratch and you can't like i don't yeah. know what that looks like but yeah yeah me neither yeah
0: yeah um yeah we shall see and we'll see if uh ea sort of responds to this what i feel is like a relatively overwhelming backlash at least seeing yeah. it online like seeing the tops like uh, tom's story went up on on friday we have a video up today going up today i think should be we'll see. yeah and then just a bunch of like reddit was filled with with threads about this and yes. i feel like any so. any minute they issue a statement that's like
1: hey we heard you loud and clear it's gonna be different in the final game and it'll be like a half measure between the yeah. two
2: well it's that or they've already written that before the beta even went live
1: yeah i mean that's true too like maybe i don't know maybe this isn't maybe they were just trying to show the breadth of different available purchase options yeah. and and it won't actually be that easy in the final game yeah. or something
0: i don't know we'll see um but yeah star wars comes out in a little over a month. Mm. Uh, another game coming out soon uh, is Wolfenstein 2, which has obviously been in development for quite some time, just given how AAA games uh, work. But uh, an interesting thing is that it's become a pretty topical game mm. uh, sort of through no fault of its own, just given the current climate. And uh, Bethesda seems to be capitalizing on that. They have uh, an ad campaign that centers around uh, make America Nazi free again. I wrote the, I misspelled Nazi so that's not great. Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. Uh and so uh, there's been some talks about like <laughs> is uh is Wolfenstein political is it too political? Is it not political enough? And uh, Bethesda's Pete Hines said that quote at the time none of us expected that the game would be seen as a comment on current issues, but here we are. Bethesda doesn't develop games to make specific statements or incite political discussions. We make games that we think are fun, meaningful, and immersive for a mature audience. In Wolfenstein's case, it's pure coincidence that mo- Nazis are marching in the streets of America this year, and it's disturbing that the game can be considered a controversial political statement at all. Uh, this is what our game is about. It's about a, this is what the franchise has always been about. We aren't afraid to embrace what BJ stands for and what Wolfenstein represents when it comes to Nazis you can put us down in the quote against column um
2: first of all i want to call them out for saying bethesda doesn't develop games to make specific statements or incite political discussions but then also saying we make games that are meaningful yep yeah those two things don't really go hand in hand yeah
0: i agree yeah. i mean it's such a i don't know I, I'm, I'm always so interested in a, a political statement f- through intent and then a political statement through what we glean from games because at a certain point what we take away from an experience with a game or how we play it is different than maybe what the developer intended or like the climate we play a game in might be really different
1: yeah and it's i mean i don't know at least for me i i really don't like this statement because um i mean like uh, good for them for coming out and saying something i guess but it's just like it's really bizarre to me because it doesn't matter if you like yeah it is pure coincidence that nazis are literally marching in the streets but like that's the climate you're releasing this game in and and, like whether you intended for that timing to work out or not like i think it is irresponsible to put this game out and just pretend you can just be apolitical about it like yeah. i think you you can't put this out and ignore the fact that like this is happening that 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 is the real world right now mm-hmm. so i find it really bizarre that they're like we embrace what bj stands for like no, you know yeah like yeah, <laughs> cause it's I, kind of the opposite of that but yeah.
0: mean, the thing is also like uh walt williams who was on the show a couple of weeks ago uh saw this and was tweeting out a couple of tweets in a row about how the in no way shape or form is the first the wolf and Sand game that came out a couple of years ago political like, just because you're, uh, you are killing Nazis in a game, that doesn't make you political. That doesn't make you have a stance against something. Yeah. No,
2: and I don't expect that this will be, like, a particularly political game either. And, like, I do think that the outrage about this having Nazis in it is ridiculous because, yes, they openly used make America Nazi free again as yeah. a Trump reference. Sure. Like, it's dumb of them to be like, oh, that's a, it's an accident. We didn't mean to yeah. uh, make yeah. it currently political. Like, you absolutely did that on purpose. But at the same time, Funstein has always been about killing Nazis. And even a big part of American propaganda has always been about killing Nazis.
0: Which, um, yes. Well, so I feel like killing Nazis wasn't political until 2017. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's the same as killing zombies or the yeah. same as, you know, I killing mean, robots. in
2: Marvel movies. It's like, well, if... Uh, if what, what's the, the, the Hydra movie?
0: Captain America, yeah, First Avenger. To, is it? The or, or, I mean, yeah. First yeah. Avenger and yeah. uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, if they had come out now, would people be like, but... But the Nazis, yeah. like it's, just- but I mean, but Red skull
1: I out. think that's kind of what I'm saying though. It's like, I, I think the, the part that doesn't sit well with me, like it is a marketing thing. I think to some extent, while well, it's right that it's like, it's not, it's almost like it is about the game itself, obviously, but I feel like they can't have their cake and eat it too. Right. Like I, if you're, if you're leaning into like make America Nazi free again and you're referencing the marches on the streets, then you can't also be like, but none of that matters in the game. It's not political. Like, like either be a part of the world or don't
0: you know yeah. and Probably i feel like you that they've,
2: the game's already been made like, yeah i don't know that yeah. the marketing
0: is political i don't think the game is yeah, yeah. i think like you, you just, i
2: think is is silly fine. like well i'm gonna play it and yeah. i'm sure i'm gonna yeah, yeah we've talked literally yeah.
0: earlier today we were t- oh, early on the show we were talking about how absolutely we're one game.
2: of my most anticipated games of the year yeah. i love the first one like i'm super excited to play it but and i what i played of it i love but I, like i i agree that it's kind of cowardly maybe it's also just, like, just disingenuous hey, like clearly about nazis and we're using like current politics to know
1: they're they're using but- poli- they're being extremely political in the marketing for a game that they're saying isn't political so my, my biggest issue with this is just i just i feel like it's not like dishonest but it's just like you you have to pick a side basically like yeah. you have to either use the game to make a statement and then sell it as a game that makes a statement or sell it as not i guess like i don't know i don't, yeah. I, don't I just it, it feels like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing is kind yeah. of an issue, um,
0: part of me wonders if like there are games that are political and that do make a statement yeah but i think they're few and far between especially mm-hmm. when compared to especially other mediums And especially when compared to music or literature or TV and movies. Um, And a part of that is that the the medium is in its infancy compared to those other arts. Um, But you also you see a backlash a lot from people who are like, keep your politics out of my game. And I'm like, well, that's this is art. That's going to happen with art. Um, yeah, I and think like,
2: you should want that.
0: You should want that. Like, uh, Hideo Kojima makes political games. Like, mm-hmm. Sons of Liberty and Snake Eater and, and Guns of the Patriots are 100% political games. Uh, Neil Druckmann makes political games. Um, and so, like, even, I don't know, whether you like it or not, these people want to make these things. I think it's just a little bit tougher because...
2: Yeah, I think with Wolfenstein, they didn't necessarily want to make a political game. It just happens that they were like, well, we can't. maybe we have to address this in the market. Like, I don't know. It's such a, yeah. it's such no, a I, weird I, position I, they put themselves in.
0: Exactly. I think that's exactly what happened. You see, I, I think, you see that with Far Cry 5 as well yeah like yeah. far cry 5 like they, well, they, they did it
2: on purpose though
0: it's one on purpose
2: they made it they made that game relevant to current politics whereas i don't like wolfenstein is just wolfenstein it's been like yeah 30 years right
1: and i have no idea how successful or unsuccessful far cry 5 will be at saying something but i do
0: feel like it's trying to say something where yeah, i don't does like Bethes- it's those- say
2: anything. Like, I
0: don't think it's going to try. I mean,
2: games so rarely say anything, but that's the thing is like
0: they even in the marketing wise, they're like, "Ooh, no, it's not. This is about a cult. It's a cult. It's just about Mm -hmm. a cult. Yeah. 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 And it's just hard in, you know, like we were just talking about, you have to add microtransactions to games in order to, uh, you know, equal out the costs of AAA development. And so that's people are afraid to alienate when it comes to games this expensive, when it comes to any art this expensive. Like, I don't know. I I always think it's a, a miracle when something a giant. You know, summer blockbuster or a giant $200 million blockbuster movie is able to actually say something because that happens seemingly so few and far between.
2: Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's such a weird conversation that we have to have.
0: Yeah. 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 It'll be, I'll be fascinated to see
1: what the game does or doesn't have to say and, and yeah. where it I land. don't think
2: it's going to say anything political yeah I I think
1: mean, it's gonna agree. be super fun yeah I mean I, I think that's what they're saying here is like yeah and the story seems cool like,
0: like the characters seem great like oh, I'm yeah. up to everything we've played so far we've said ad no awesome that we're super excited for the game I just yeah. I don't know to me that's like
1: again you can't release this game in this climate and pretend that you're you have nothing to say I don't know I, I think that's weird
2: totally yeah. understand where you come from Mm-hmm. totally think they're gonna do it anyway yeah.
0: <laughs> no no i think you're right i don't think he's saying you can't <laughs> yeah, they yeah won't. exactly yeah you won't yep <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in this week uh you can find us all on twitter i'm at nick biggity alana's at charlana and andrew is at garf up uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug
2: i'm actually gonna make a video about this exact thing on my personal channel this week if you want to check that out but um Ooh. Yeah, otherwise, Let's Plays up every single Thursday. Uh, The one this week was a little bit late just because I was out of office last week, but um, the next one is... Shadow of War, and uh, yeah, they're doing super well. Um, I think that they're really funny, <laughs> and people in the office have said that they're like some of the, their favorite things coming out at IGN right now, so if you guys haven't seen those, please check them out. They're at youtube.com slash IGN. Yeah, Beyond. the more Lots you support the work them, into those videos. the more we're able to do them. Exactly, I'm like, I keep pushing it because I like making them so much, and I think we all have so much fun making them that we don't want it to get to a point where some higher up is like, they're not viewing well enough, and we have to cancel them, so yeah. like, please watch them so we can keep doing them because they're very fun. Yeah.
0: If, you know, cool. suggestions for things we've been doing all sort of uh, new release games Pretty or, or things that just dropped uh, we might adapt that a little bit you know yeah. going forward if like if there's a slow season maybe we're going to pick up yeah, you know, totally. some other stuff yeah, I'm yeah.
2: absolutely reading all the comments on all of them so yeah, I think totally there's some fun
0: stuff we can do for like Game of anniversary games. stuff have and have cool yeah.
2: stuff planned for the holidays while people are out Ooh. so we have some like fun multiplayer games that hopefully like
1: what
0: everyone, else can get to everyone can campaign. What? A White Elephant Gift <laughs> Exchange. <laughs> 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 I mean, we could. We Let's can, play, we play can White Elephant Gift Exchange. There's no cops. Yeah. There's no YouTube yeah. cops. No. Uh, but yeah, you can find those uh, on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Uh, and that is also where we post Rapid Fire every Saturday morning. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so oh, like I, yeah. a cartoon. Yes, exactly. like a Saturday, morning, Saturday morning cartoon. cartoon. Beautiful.
2: We've said that multiple times. Yeah, I was
0: wondering. Oh. Up That's with how that, like people feel. have advertised it. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. On brand. Sorry. No, good job. You did good.
0: Uh, All right, so for Alana and Andrew, uh, this is Marty. This is Beyond Episode 514, and we'll see you all next time. Hey there,
2: this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history
1: of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale.
0: You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut.